Hello everyone and welcome to the Information Entropy Podcast, where we try and take some science, squish it into an hour-long show, hopefully making it less confusing than it was at the beginning. This week, we are taking you to the dream world. Why do we dream? How do we dream? All of that fun stuff. You can follow us on Twitter and uh, TikTok at InfoEntropyPod, Instagram InformationEntropyPod, and of course, whichever directory you're listening to this on right now, plus many, many more. If you can give us a like, rating, comment, whatever the platform of choice you're using allows you to do, if you can interact with us in some way, that'd be absolutely massive, and a shout out to everyone who has done so already. I'm Tom Jenks, and as per usual, I'm joined by Mitchell Gatting. How are you, mate? I'm doing good, thank you. How are you? Good, yeah, not too bad. Not yeah. too bad. Um, oh, it's been so long. It's, it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. A solid few hours for us. Oh, uh, solid a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, morning episode, which is unusual for us. So yes. we'll see how the, the energy degrades or increases throughout the episode. It'll should be interesting. Increase. Should increase. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I've not had a coffee. Dangerous uh, games have been played. Oh, okay. Yes. So we're, we're both coffeeless. I've got a cup of tea here because I'm, I'm following the um, not having coffee one hour within the hour of you waking up. Where's that come from? Good. What's that? Uh, I've read somewhere that it's not good for your, from a doctor, that it's not good for your system. Because okay. you, you you're not giving your body enough time to wake up naturally. You're just like hitting it with caffeine. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. It's like wake up, then you slap straight in. Also, like, and I mean, this is to to do with sleep anyway. But like, if you wake up not in the right part of your sleep because like, your alarm's gone off or something, yeah, that makes you feel. Uh, makes me feel so much worse. Um, yeah. Than if I wake up naturally, and uh, coffee just yeah. compounds that. Maybe. <laughs> yes, indeed it does. And it's one of the things you're not supposed to do. Is like if you wake up like 15 minutes before your alarm, you just go. You're supposed to just wake up. Because the worst thing you can do is like try and go to sleep for that 15 minutes. Let your brain get into that, like starting to make dream territory. Yeah. And then like you just get slapped with waking up again. <laughs> it's a horrible process. I'm, I'm pretty is, sure yeah, I wake up, up about three or four worst. times a day. Because <laughs> I wake up with my first alarm and go, ah, yeah, I'll get up in a sec. And then suddenly I wake up with my next alarm like 20 minutes later. It's not it. It is not. It's not. It's not it. I need to get it's on it, it, obviously. Yeah. All right. Um, got some news, which is pretty exciting. Um, now, we're recording this a week in advance. So, you know, yeah. it, this thing would have happened. Well, the start of this thing would have happened for you guys anyway. Uh, but that's Juice. 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 Uh, the Jupiter Icy Moons Explorer will uh, launch from French Guyana on Thursday the 13th of April at 12.14pm Universal Time. Um, Now, why they've chosen 12.14pm is of great interest to me and completely irrelevant. I don't know. I I don't have that answer. Um, Anyway, so yeah, this launched last week, hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully that went okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So basically, this is a project... Uh, involving the European Space Agency and 13 other 
or well, 13 countries within Europe have actively participated in this, mm-hmm. with, French, with France being a massive contributor, um, as well as the US, Japan, and Israel. Mm-hmm. And basically, this was only greenlit 11 years ago, this project. So it's been fairly rapid in terms of space exploration projects. Um, and they're going to send Juice, the, the Juice rocket, <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, out to Jupiter. And they're, they're doing this for a few reasons. So Jupiter is obviously the largest uh, of our planets in the solar system. And one with the most moons, somewhere between 82 and 95 uh, we're not entirely sure. It depends what you class as a moon slash satellite. Um, now, it seeks to address four main questions. How do planets come to form and how does life emerge on them? How does mm-hmm. the solar system work? It's a classic question. What are the fundamental laws of physics in the universe? Classic question. Uh, and how did the present universe come into being and what is it made of? So, essentially, in 2014, Hubble saw was like, ah, oh, Europa's exploding. And they had a closer look. And there's massive geysers on Europa, which is a moon of Jupiter. And they analysed what was in the water. And they think Europa could be quite likely to meet the four criteria for habitability. Which are having the special makeup of chemicals known as CHON, carbon, hydrogen, oxygen, nitrogen, having liquid water that acts as a solvent for these chemicals, energy to enable the development of life, which comes from the tidal action of being so close to Jupiter, mm-hmm. and obviously having a melted core, um, probably from the tidal action of Jupiter, but without, you know, you're so far out in the solar system that if it wasn't warm, you wouldn't have the liquid water. As a stable environment. And more than that, it also has a magnetic field. So it's an ice, water, liquid world that has a magnetic field. So they're like, oh, I've got to be life on that. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, Ganymede as well, they'll be, they'll be checking out. So it's kind of exciting. I mean... I feel like we're sort of kind of entering a semi-space age era. I know we said this when Curiosity launched. Um, (coughs) And that was a couple of years ago now. And uh, Ingenuity, the little helicopter, has been breaking records. It's still going. Yeah. I can't believe it. It'll go for years. Yeah. One of those things, Um, oh yeah, we'll do one or two test flights. I think we're on like flight 50. (laughs) Let's see. Number of ingenuity flights uh 49 flights so the next flight will be its 50th yeah and i'll keep going for like two decades more i'm sure it will it would be yeah yeah absolute madness um so yeah just we're, we're putting feelers out into the universe to try and find life yeah, first feelers are hoy or go. They are. Um, we're not obviously going to get information back for a while. It takes a, a few months to get there. I mean, how long did it? It took four months to get to Mars. So all I know is it's wild. It's a while longer than while. longer than you want. So that's why I don't yeah. feel too bad about telling you that it happened last week. 
because you've got one <laughs> less week to wait now if you're only just finding out about it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. Sick stuff. Right. Sleep then. Dreams. Oh, is, can I? Am I? Am I? Am I sleep? Am I sleeping now? Okay, go. I can go to sleep. Yeah. Um. Should, pinch yourself. The next one. <laughs> no. Have you ever done work. that in a dream? Um. No. no. Okay. For like, we all know. Oh, it's definitely been alluded to before that I'm the weird dreamer out of the, out of the two of us. <laughs> um, and I'm wondering, like, if people have, if you, ha, if people have ever been lucid enough, dreaming lucid enough to pinch themselves in a dream, because it's not something like you just do, is it? Uh, <laughs> At least I, I don't think I've ever pinched myself in a dream. No, I think there's other things that I think I recognise before that I'm just like I don't need to pitch myself I'm like oh that's obviously a bit weird <laughs> I don't need to pitch myself it's yeah like <laughs> okay so you've been <laughs> conscious enough to go okay this is weird yeah uh, yeah, yeah yeah I don't like but pinching myself with something that I'm just like because I don't think it works because you can get you can feel pain in a dream yeah. Not real pain, but your body can simulate it. So I always feel like it's a bit silly to try and pinch yourself because your body would just be like, oh, yeah. Oh, that, this is real. Because if you're that far in a nightmare, <laughs> your body's oh, going to be like, ooh, no, yeah, yeah, this is actually it. Yeah, what fair. are you going to do about it? So. Okay, absolutely valid. Um, have you got any facts to kick off the show? Sleeping, sleeping facts. Yeah. Oh, I di- you know what? I forgot again. Two weeks in a row. This is poor oh, form. We are we are swapping roles in a minute. We are, yeah. Um, oh, you know, I no, I do, I do. They're on the wrong page. They're on the other page. Let me let me, let me just flip the pages. Give me one second. Uh, right here we go. Yeah, I, I do have some. You just got a flip chart in the corner, like when you're at school. Right now we've got them. so much research from stuff over the years that I, you know, I think I've got facts on everything that exists in the world ever. <laughs> One day um, they'll find your um, OneDrive or OneNote or whatever, yeah. and they'll publish it an oh. encyclopedia for the ages of one-lining yeah, facts. Okay, some quick, some good, good, good facts, interesting facts. Do you know that twelve percent of people dream entirely of black in black and white? Do they? We've talked about this before. Yeah, we've discussed this, and this is an interesting phenomenon, and. Um, there's, I haven't, we talk, I haven't talked about it, but we talked about it on a VR episode about something a while ago and about how the medium of media at that point in societal, like, history changes how people sleep. It makes sense. It 100%. Makes so sense. back when, like, I, I guess the 12% of people are, would be, like, elderly people. Black and white who, TVs who had like black and white TVs, maybe they didn't have like the latest technology that came through. So they, they, they stay on black and white TVs for a while. Um, because the, 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 the latest research is like, if you use a VR headset a lot, you become more in control of your dreams or your lucid dreams. Okay. Uh, because, yeah, because all that VR is doing is tricking you to think that you're in a 3D environment and giving you the tools to control yourself. Yeah. Essentially, when they're sleeping, they get that lucid dream. They're like, "Oh, this is. 
I can recognize this, like the VR, as a fake freedom environment, I can just control myself a bit better. Yeah, fair. Okay. Yeah. So, Correct. yeah. So 12% of people dream entirely in black and white. I wonder, do they like also dream like they're watching a screen? Ooh. Or is the 3D environment they're in? Because like when I dream, it's like, you know, I'm actually there. Okay, things are trippy as hell, but you just kind of <laughs> I'm suspend disbelief there. because you, you're dreaming, right? Um, yeah. But like, is are they walking around in a black and white world? Or are oh, they watching like a TV know, screen? I, I just wouldn't be able to, I, I couldn't tell you that. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't expect you'd have the answer. Sorry. Oh, you, you, know, you asked like, <laughs> yeah. Um, does he have the questions? No, I don't. You, you need to update your encyclopedia of knowledge. <laughs> it's, all, it's all surface. It's all this. Uh, okay. That's it. Yeah. It's just like uh, entry level facts to stimulate yeah. more questions. Yeah. yeah. Inspire so, like, the, like, the next generation of uh, scientists. It's it's like it's when I'm out, not when I'm out and about, but I'm at a dinner party and I need to like make conversation. I can be like, oh yeah, let me just uh, throw that in. Random one line of facts. Yeah, it's like throwing a, a talking, say, a talking grenade, a talking bomb into a room. And you're like, hmm, interesting. How do people feel about this? You know, twelve percent of people room black and white. Go. <laughs> it's and then a they go. completely unrelated conversation. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Obsidian would be great for something like that. Oh, I just the, click uh, through the note, the note organizer, knowledge um, database, brain yeah, database, whatever it's, it's called. Just amazing. Okay, so explain a bit what Obsidian. Not that we're sponsored, but Obsidian, because I'm sure there's a lot of researchers and people that do scientific inquiry. Yeah, there's I've listening. Seen a, a what few is psychologists and people who actually work with like visual memory and things like that, like fully rate obsidian. Essentially it's a note taking tool that allows you to link notes to each other. So let's say <laughs> it's the note taking it's a knowledge database. It's a personal knowledge database. For sure. That's what it is For it sure. actually is is the the um IT term. Okay. So for those that use like OneNote or OneDrive or Google Docs, it's essentially all built in one program. But Tom's about to explain the amazing thing with it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so one of the amazing things, and I'm sure there are many amazing things about it that I don't even understand yet. Um, mm -hmm. This is one of those things, the more you learn, the more amazing it, it gets. Yeah. But the, the base amazing thing is that if I'm saying writing notes about sleep, and then I'm like, oh, and when you're sleeping, dreams happen. And then I write a separate note about dreams. I can link those two pages together that allow me to click from one through to the other. But then it also creates this kind of three-dimensional spatial map of your notes and shows the connections between every single note that you've made. And essentially, mm -hmm. you could just create an infinite amount of notes. And if you're talking about one thing, it will just show you everything else that it's connected to, how strongly it's connected to it by. Um, it's just a really amazing way to like visually learn. I've started actually writing papers using Obsidian. Hmm. Um, because if I'm going through with certain references, I can see, okay, all these references link to these different things. These ideas actually culminate both, say, this part of the introduction, 
but also they need to be written over here as well. And it's just a really awesome visual way to represent thoughts. I don't know. Anything else to add? Anything else like clarification there? Uh there's a there's a few starting up issues that it's uh, there's like a not a programming language, but there's a thing there's things that you need to uh learn like For how sure. backlinking works, otherwise it gets a bit uh fiddly. Chaotic. But okay, yeah, it gets a bit chaotic. But I've used it before for D and yes. planning for being a, a done the DM and having know where everything clicks on. So I've got like this person's backstory links to this person and this person links to this story. So if you're in the middle of like having to search for something, you can just like click them and then work out where they are. Um, you can also put, I've got like a bad guys area. Oh yeah. Classic. Which links through. So if it's like, Oh yeah, you're in the caves, click on caves. It has like the quests that they're doing in the cave, the people they'll meet in the cave, the bad guys and the loot in the cave. Because a lot of, a lot of DMs struggle with like loot tables. Yeah. Um, and how you do that. But you can just make a big loot table and then link it through and then just click on it and it goes. It goes. Well, D5000. I, I don't like doing that. I hate that. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because then you'll be in a, a random cave and it'll be like, oh, you found a ring of frost in this lava ca- in this just like random cave you're like well, yeah. how'd it get here and you're like oh i don't know magic loot it's like okay maybe create sub pools that make sense <laughs> themed loot pools mm-hmm. yeah that's fair yeah essentially themed loot pools way to go <laughs> um so yeah hashtag not sponsored but uh check it out slightly uncurved it but out. it works pretty well pretty well it does not uh not as good as for note taking as, as like one note but if you take notes in one note or your other thing and then transpose it into it that is where the beauty lies i think i find okay does it keep the formatting and stuff then yeah it does oh that's because good. like there's no every, everybody's obviously not everybody but a lot of people uh know like the office suite the top bars like home and so draw history review that kind of stuff yeah from like word um so it's better to like do it in write notes where you're quickest which is normally in that with the formatting like knowing that if you press like control shift l it does like a little indentation that kind of uh, stuff for sure so do that but then copy it into it but there's a mobile control version of obsidian l oh there we go did i get that right oh yeah i did look indentation uh, I've always just uh, done hyphen space. Yeah, now you know how to do it properly because it does it like a uh, actual bullet points. That that does bullet points as well. Oh, yeah, okay, but, but it changes the the which bullet is like the big bullet. Oh, yeah, I see. Plus, it the program also recognizes it as a bullet point, so you so, can so do... it does in this. Nah, bro. Yeah, and then I, I at the end of the thing, I press enter and it puts another one. Just puts another hyphen. No. Yeah. Oh. I know. Tragic. Right. <laughs> I thought what I might do is quickly run us through the stages of sleep. Um, we just skipped on from facts. We had one fact. Um, well, yeah, you didn't have any. I did. I said I'd, I've got loads of facts. Oh right, sorry. Let me start speaking out obsidian. Uh, I haven't even said my fact. This is going. Yeah, well. that's what I mean. Well, we just <laughs> we've just hop skip past past the facts. <laughs> Bloody hell. Uh, okay, 
See if you can riddle me this. Oh, I'm, I'm ready to be What's riddled. What's the longest amount of time a human being has gone, <laughs> oh, excuse me, without sleep? Uh, I, you know what? This is less of a riddle me this, but more of a I know. Oh. I'm a knower. Oh, he's a knower. Right. I'm a knower. L- lay and the knowledge down it. then. Uh, 11 days. Yeah. And 25 uh, minutes. Yeah. That's didn't, important. didn't, wasn't this like an, uh, an experiment? That went bad. Yeah, I I don't think it went bad, particularly. So it was set by an American who was 17 year old, 17 years old at the time, Randy Gardner, 1963. Um, Nothing particularly bad happened. Like he didn't take any stimulants to keep him awake or anything like that. He just had a group of scientists that every time he would start nodding off would wake him up. Like that was their job around the clock and obviously to record um, how the human condition deteriorates um which it did (laughs) he got a lot worse uh cognitive tasks uh as you can imagine like i i struggle on six hours sleep yeah right and and i've slept at that point um i mean this is why we play D &D, right to escape to the fantasy where you can have eight hours sleep in a day Um, yeah or just be like i'm gonna have a a short rest right here boom (laughs) and i'm gonna recover myself yeah (laughs) um (laughs) Um, turns out, and I, I thought there was like a hard limit on how long you can go without sleep. Like I thought this was well established and we knew, but apparently not. Like apparently, we just don't know how long humans could go without sleep. Um, yeah, but it, it it bad things happen, don't they? Oh yeah, like your brain starts, you start to hallucinate. Um, brain slows it's like being down. Drunk. Energy, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, just because that's the the thing they say. Uh, what like if you don't? And they say it to like students is one thing. Is like if you're more than like sleep deprived for or for a certain amount of time, it's the same. And they say about uh, driving. Well, you would be safe when you're driving. Like don't get behind the wheel when you're tired because it's the yeah. same as being behind the wheel drunk. Um, makes sense, right? Like yeah. your just reactions are slower. You got less energy. Uh, we'll come on to later a bit about why. Memories not forming properly, maybe. Reaction time just horrendously slight. If you're nodding off, your eyes are doing that droopy thing. Just don't yeah. see stuff coming. Oh, that's um, my that's my favorite thing to watch other people do, like the um the nodding dog. Yeah. You, know you know what I'm talking about, where it's yeah. like woohoo, and they catch themselves. <laughs> um, I was driving yeah. down to a conference with some people in my car, and then also to to a wedding, and it was quite entertaining watching various people nodding dog. Uh, whilst you've got to stay awake oh yeah it's, it's, inf- it's infectious yeah. infectious yeah <laughs> I was like right coffee break yeah everybody <laughs> out everybody out <laughs> that's where you start putting on some like thrash metal just to keep um, everybody yeah. up <laughs> uh, I, on the way back I was like sorry to do this to everyone but I'm just going to put some synth wave on hey, that is not going to keep you up oh synth it, do- it does no. I don't know why it I just, I just vibe. Out, if you put some outrun on with it, yeah, outrun synthwave. No, outrun. Yes. Well, a mix of the two. Either way, I, I sit there. I'm pumped. I'm ready to go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Have you watched the new John Wick? John Wick Four, Chapter Four. No. I uh, like all the music that they have for like all the actresses is like synthwave or outrun music. Nice. And there's a lot of the songs. I was like. I recognize this music. Like, that's, that's how deep I am. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's a song from um, Pistol Whip. Then I almost played it. VR game. Really good. 
you shoot to the beat. Um, yeah, it's <laughs> really, really good. Uh, all right. Uh, any more facts? Uh, yeah, I've got me. I've got 22. Oh, my Lord. I won't go through all of them. Um, but some that I've picked out that I'm just, you just don't, you don't think. Uh, one in four married couples sleep in separate beds. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, re- religious things going on there? Cultural uh, things? They're just, they're just roy- royalists. Royalists. Oh, Maybe. right. The monarchy, yeah. Yeah, because the, the monarchy, well, she's dead now, but they used to sleep in different beds. Yeah. Um, I always found it weird that until Grace had COVID and I slept in a different bed and I was like, mm, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go back now. All, so much space to roll around. <laughs> no, it was at the time that our bed was not particularly good and our spare bed was both more expensive and better than our actual bed. Um, oh. Yeah. So I slept in there for a couple of days. Oh, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you need to protect your back. You do. And we not off, get we COVID. Got full new bed. Yeah, this was the time where we didn't really know. So I worked in a different room, slept in a different room ate the other side of the room next to an open window. Okay. Yeah. Otherwise, we, yeah. We, I think we, we both work remotely, so we would have gone mad. Just, just like <laughs> satellites, satelliting around each other in this, this you know, our flat. Um, <laughs> this is a knocking system. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm coming into the room. Uh, this is, so 41% of British population sleep in the fetal position, if you didn't know. No, they but, don't. 41%, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a straight line sleeper. <laughs> yeah. That's so uncomfortable. The fetal nah, position, not. I mean. Oh, yeah. Fe- yeah. Well, it depends because uh, there's like, there's the fetal position and then there's like the recovery position. Oh, I'm a, I'm a very, recovery sleeper. Yeah. You're rec- horrible recovery for sleeper. your back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's not if you, if you put a pillow between your knees, it's fine. Oh, okay. Because it, it brings the hip round and out and straightens your back up. I see. Well, yeah. I've, got, I've kind of got one leg up and one leg straight back, so you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, if you if you bring your yeah right, I I know exactly because someone's up. Imagine I know exactly how you, how you're doing. Yeah. If you bring your right knee up, yeah, with a pillow or something, it's per it's perfectly fun. Oh, is it? Oh, maybe yeah. I'll uh, maybe I'll do that. Yeah. More more uh, sleep advice with Mitchell Gatting. <laughs> anyway, I'm I'm all over it. I'm so like <clears throat> with, with sleeping because I just never seem to be. And that never seemed to feel awake is the, is the thing. Not like I feel like I'm always dreaming, but I'm like never feel like I've woken up and been like, you know what, that was a good, that was a good night's rest. is nothing but the void of a dream. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, how, how has that changed on your time off? Uh, this week's been a bit, a bit bad because I've, I've been sleeping, either sleeping in or I've been having more alcohol. The night before, oh, I so see. The, yeah. the mornings after a bit, a bit shaky because of the so old birthday. Like holiday is a great time to catch up on sleep, but what I end up doing is going. Oh, I'm on holiday. I don't need to go to bed till three a.m. Yeah, and also not intentionally. So another thing but... they they say, and this is a grand they. This is all gonna be like sleep hygiene. The episode. Um, if you're if you're full behind on your sleep, you're not supposed to sleep longer. You're supposed to keep your same routine, and right. your body will naturally catch up. Because if you sleep longer or like. Say you go to bed early or you sleep in, you actually ruin your own routine and you will never catch up. Okay. So, so you should just you like, go like, right, I'm just going to go 11 till 7. 
Yeah, and, and that's, that's if that's your and routine, then if you mess 11 to 7, 11 to 7, 11 to 7, and say that you like wake up in the night and you don't get a good night's sleep, you shouldn't go to bed at like 10 because then your body's going to be like, oh, I need to wake up at 6. So if you, wake, if you see that extra hour, yeah, the rhythms are all wrong and it'll just be a cascade of, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, there are some times though when I'm absolutely shattered where I'm like, well, I just got to go to bed. Sleep 14 hours. Um, that kind of works. But then again, you're just throwing yourself completely off kilter. Yeah, 100% um, off kilter. Yeah, fair, valid. Okay. I just need to pick a rhythm that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, P- pick a lane and stay in it. Is, Two is till your... 10 is not the one, it turns out. Yeah. Not the one. Um, Do you know that uh, final fact? Yeah. Being 28 minutes in. Those born <laughs> blind experience dreams involving such things as, as motion, sound, and smell rather than sight. I mean, it makes sense, right? Yeah, you're not going to suddenly. If just, your brain that, that has be, never that would experienced be the vision. the worst thing to ever exist. The biggest torture you give to someone who's blind. Be like, yeah, no, during the night when you're asleep, you can see. But during the day, no. I mean, may, that surely that's what happens to uh, people in the blind community who are not born blind, not continually yeah. blind. Yeah, I imagine that being the worst. Uh, which must be, yeah, pretty... Sag. Pretty sad. Yeah. Or a great opportunity to at least experience it somewhat. That's true, but I would, I would wake up so annoyed. <laughs> and that shows the kind of people we are <laughs> bitter I wake up bitter at the loss of my eyesight yeah oh, honestly dear. i mean that, that that's fair i think of all the things to be bitter over you're, you're allowed to be bitter over that yeah absolutely right sleep we know what, sleep what is, is sleep i don't need to define that <laughs> how do you define sleep i, I can if you want okay go for, yeah, go for it Uh, All right, sleep is a state of reduced mental and physical activity Mm -hmm. in which consciousness is altered and sensory activity is inhibited to a certain extent. Mm -hmm. Um, While sleep is different from wakefulness in terms of the ability to react to stimuli, it still involves active brain patterns, making it more reactive than a coma or disorders of consciousness. So basically, you're not quite as active as when you're awake, but you're more active than when you're in a coma. Right, Sleep okay. is the middle ground. Turns out. <clears throat> um, Turns so, out. yeah. Um, apparently, the most pronounced physiological changes when we sleep occur in the brain um, because it uses significantly less energy when awake as you'd hope, um, except when you're dreaming, which is interesting. Um, So in areas with reduced activity, the brain restores its supply of adenosine triphosphate, a word I never, I hoped to never hear again after GCSE and A-level biology. Um, This is ATP, the energy source of um, the body. So think about your mitochondrions. Mitochondrions? Mitochondriae? What's mitochondria. the plural? Mitochondria? Yeah, mitochondria. Okay. Uh, you don't plural it. You don't say like Chinese's. Uh, okay. It's like sheep. Uncountable. Like fish. 
until there's more than one read of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so th- this is what your, your mitochondria will, you know, pass through the potassium ion channels to create energy. Um, and if that doesn't make sense to you, don't worry about it. You're better off not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Certain sleep stages then. Uh, this will lead you on into y- your dreaming stuff. There are five stages uh, to sleep. One of them is not sleep. It's being awake. <laughs> then you've got stages N1, N2, N3, and the REM stage. So, the wake stage. First stage, you're awake. Um, yeah. Hopefully you know what that, that is. I mean, you, you should be awake right now if you're listening to this. And if not, thanks for the sleep view. We to be honest, I, we do have some listeners that do put it on to help them sleep. Um, honestly, I'm going to take that as a massive compliment. Yeah. Because I do we've that got, with a lot of things. <laughs> we've got a listener that puts on their podcast shuffled and then apparently goes to sleep to the sound of our voices, which sounds creepy, but fair if you want to. I feel like if you're one of those people that doesn't do that, it would be creepy. But if you're someone who does put stuff on to go to sleep, you, you only put the good stuff on, right? So, or or not. I mean, you do you. Cool. Right. So this person is drifting off to N1, the light sleep stage. You spend about 5% of your sleep um, a night in this stage. Um, and it begins... Where, well, it says here when, when 50% of the alpha waves of your brain, if you imagine you've got an EEG on your head, um, are replaced with low amplitude mixed frequency activity. It lasts around one to five minutes, and as I said, about 5% of your total sleep time. After this light sleep stage, you'll head into deeper sleep, or the N2 stage. Um, Your heart rate and body temperature drop. This is also why when, if you're trying to sleep, cool yourself down, and you'll get to sleep quicker because it helps you reach this stage slightly quicker. Mm -hmm. Um, It's characterized by the presence of sleep spindles, uh, and K complexes. Sleep spindles are brief power bursts of u- neuronal firing in the brain, which are apparently there to help memory consolidation. Whilst K complexes are long delta waves, um, so just a different type of brain activity that last for approximately one second and function in maintaining sleep and also memory consolidation. Again, this lasts around 25 minutes in the first cycle. And it's about 45% of your night is spent here. You then got the deeper sleep, <laughs> N3 uh-huh. stage. This is, it's just deeper, um, mm-hmm. non-REM. And again, about 25% of your time is spent here. Now, this is known as slow wave sleep. And it's the deepest stage of sleep. And this is where it's most difficult to be awakened from. And... As people age, you spend about less time in this stage of uh, the sleep cycle. And it shows that if you're woken up during this period, and this is why alarms are so... I don't know. I don't know if I like alarms. Um, (laughs) And it's for for the reason (laughs) that if you're woken up in this stage, testing has showed that individuals uh, tend to have a moderately impaired mental performance for 30 minutes to an hour 
if you're waking up in the N3 stage. Now, mm-hmm. I used to have an app where I was like, oh, I want to wake up at 7.30. And then it would, like within a 15-minute window to 7.30, um, it would, I don't know how it did it, whether it used the microphone or like the internal uh, thing of the phone, like the, what do you call it, <coughs> accelerometer. It would detect when you were moving. And then that's when it would do the alarm. Okay. Because if you're moving, you're not in your deep sleep stage because that's when you're mostly like paralyzed. Um, and it would wake you up then so that you feel more rested rather okay. than just yeah. kind of fully being in a deep sleep stage. And then the final stage is the REM sleep, rapid eye movement stage. And this is what is associated with dreaming, but it's not considered a restful sleep stage. Mm-hmm. Um, the EEG scans actually look similar to an awake individual's. The skeletal muscles are atonic and without movement except for the eyes and diaphragmatic breathing muscles. Diaphragmatic? Yeah, that's just me <laughs> saying the G in diaphragm. Whoops. Um, now, this stage normally starts 90 minutes after you fall asleep and you go through about five sleep cycles a night. Um, and typically your first REM period will last about 10 minutes with a final one lasting up to an hour, which is where uh, dreaming nightmares occur and things like that. Now, dreams technically don't last that long, but with the power of the mind, feel like they go on yeah, forever. It's a weird thing, isn't it? Yeah. So that's just a quick sleep cycle. You're awake, light sleep, deep sleep, deeper sleep, rapid eye movement and then you cycle back to to light sleep again um so yeah yeah strange strange indeed and then dreaming what we're all here to speak about 40 minutes into the show (laughs) is uh all happens in that REM stage that final uh stage and I think if you're waking up in that stage that's when you're yeah. most likely to remember your dream um, and now what I wonder is like sometimes I remember my dreams really well sometimes I don't remember them at all but I know I've had them and then the other times I'm like oh I didn't dream but did I and I just don't remember like just is like- dreaming like 100% that happens all the time Yeah, and it's whether I remember or not or do they sometimes just not happen? Well, that's what they say, don't they? They don't really. People people don't hundred percent know, but they're like, oh, you always you always have a dream. You just don't remember it. And like, no, there are times that you know. Just that, so there's there's two theories, isn't there, of what's happening? Okay. Currently. Yeah. There's activation synthesis hypothesis, which was 1976, uh, which is Alan Hobson and Robert McCarthy proposed the new theory compared to the continuation continual activation theory proposed by hobson um classic hobson classic hobson so the the new theory proposed that and it changed dream research challenging the previously held Freud, freudian view of dreams as unconscious wishes to be interpreted classic freudian um, classic freudian <laughs> classic freudian um yeah 
So okay. they suggest so the 1936 research suggested that the signals interpreted as dreams uh, originate in the brainstem during REM sleep. According right. to Hobson and other researchers, circuits in the brainstem are activated during REM sleep. And once these circuits are activated, areas of the limbic system involved in emotions, sensations, memories, including the amygdala and the hippocampus, become active. So you start firing off. You raise yeah. firing off. Um, but research done by Mark Solm uh, suggested that dreams are cre- generated in the forebrain. And that REM sleep and dreaming are not related, not directly related. Uh, and while working in the neurosurgery department at hospitals in London and Johannesburg, Soms had access to patients with various brain injuries, and he began to, qu- to question patients about their dreams and confirm that patients with damage to the parietal lobe stopped dreaming. Okay. So this was uh, it was this was in line with Hobbes' 1977 theory. Um, yeah. That's interesting. Was... Um, what I find funny about Solm's work is uh, he published a paper in 2000 and basically he was the first person to measurably and quantifiably separate the dreaming waveforms from the REM sleep stuff, which mm-hmm. kind of means everything before that, while a great hypothesis needs doing again because they were perhaps measuring not the dreaming side of things, but the REM sleep yeah. side of things. Um, and I guess it kind of speaks to how little we know about such an abstract thing as dreaming, right? It's kind of direct, directly tied to the mind. D- mm-hmm. The mind. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, it's weird that people just stop dreaming. Parietal lobe. Yeah. We're- okay. Well, it, as we spoke before about the um, the person that lost their the hippocampi, the different section of the, on the brains, so they can yeah. create memories. Oh yeah, He's turn that off. But uh, the first one was they couldn't create new memories. The second was they couldn't feel pain. Oh, okay. They have the different areas, not the same person. This, these are three different people who yeah. are not named. They were they were their 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 names and identities were kept. Yeah, to give them some privacy. Um, but yeah, it's the same. You just, get rid of that section of the brain and it just stops stops working yeah that's mad um i've been doing a a, a bit of research around the like vocalization and and, uh injuries to the brain and there's a lot of theory that spawned around 100 years ago between vocalizing because you could ask someone like some people had uh this very specific brain injury and you'd ask them to speak and they couldn't but then like they'd be able to laugh in response to something funny okay so they could laugh they could cry they could shriek if they were scared by something um you know no ethics just scaring people with brain injuries to see if they make a noise back in uh the early 1900s um so they kind of deduced oh okay there's two methods of vocalizing in the brain one is like emotional and one is like the learned voluntary uh, section mm-hmm. um and i think people have had strokes in the past where they've destroyed the broccus area on the right side of the brain but because they'd learned a second language in the left side of the brain they managed to still speak but only in their second language okay yeah or it's the other way around i think your mother yeah. tongue is in your left hemisphere and your learned languages are in your right hemisphere 
Um, but still, it's really interesting uh, how that stuff kind of works. Mm. Yeah. Madness. Absolute crazy stuff. <laughs> Which I was just thinking about this, the, the, um, the copy pasta, creepy pasta even. Not copy pasta. Okay. Well, both things. If people don't know what a creepy pasta is, it's a copy pasta. <laughs> if people say. don't know what a copy pasta is, it's like a block of text or rumors that have come up online that get like copy and pasted into things. And there's the Russian sleep experiment one. There's the creepy pasta about five test subjects that go into um so it's a Soviet era experiment where they get five people to go and keep them awake. And it's all about them like Either fighting each other, cannibalism, you know, removing their own skin, that kind of stuff. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, full, full, full creepy stuff. But moving yeah. on. So don't read before you go to bed. Hypogeogic jerks or high hypno gogic. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's a soft J. It's oh, like the, the yogging. Yogging? Oh, you have lost me 100% here. Uh, I've combined too many, too many, uh, what are they called? Quotes. Come on. No. How am I spelling this? H Y P N O G O G I C. Hypnogogic. Yeah, that's what I said first. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Also known as sleep starts or hypnic jerks. So, this is explaining why some people will twitch in bed before sleeping or if they've just woken up a little bit. Um, They're very strong, sudden. Brief contractions of the body that occur just as you're falling asleep. Uh, if you've ever been drifting off to sleep but suddenly wake up with a jolt or a jerk of the body, you've experienced hypnagogic jerk. Uh, I get a really weird one. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. Uh, carry right. on. Just ADD, like firing all cylinders there, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. No, carry on. No, you get a weird one. Oh, Come on, mate. You, you've done no. it now. <laughs> Um, I get one where mm-hmm. it feels like I stopped breathing. <laughs> it feels like you stopped breathing. Yeah, That's like, that, that could be like sleep apnea. That's a different. It may thing. be like sleep apnea, but it, I don't think it like actually is because I'm fine. Right. But like I wake up and I'm like, <gasps> uh, <laughs> just like ten minutes after trying to go to sleep. Uh funny, but it must be very annoying uh, if I'm not sleeping alone. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, carry on. Uh, cool. So it's named for the transitional period between wakefulness and sleep. Those involuntary twitches resemble the jump you may experience when you're startled or scared. So I've had this so aggressively that I've fallen out of bed. Okay. Um, do you know that dream <laughs> where you're falling? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, I hit the floor during that. And you don't die. It's a ridiculous thing that you tell children, like the ch- in the playground, kind of like, oh, oh you're sleeping right, and you're yeah. falling, you hit the floor, you die in real life. That you've been watching two minutes. Is it Jeepers Creepers? I mean, that is terrifying. Uh, who is it? Freddy? And he gets you in the dreams. Oh, on Elm Street. Yeah. Yeah, Elm Street. It's like that. And like, you hit the floor in real life, you die in real life. No, I, so I had a jerk, this one of those hypno jerks uh, when I hit the floor. And flung myself out of bed. Um, quite <laughs> it's funny. a super aggressive one. Yeah, super aggressive one. Yeah, uh, super common these jerks. Uh, research suggests up to seventy percent of individuals experience these contractions, 
Um, however, it not makes every- sense. I wonder why. Like, what's going on there? <sighs> like, yeah. is your body just reacting to what? Some kind of internal stimulus? Uh, is it just like a twitch that your brain just so, fires information across your entire body? I have a theory that it's to do with sleep paralysis. Okay. And your 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 dream has started, but the body's sleep paralysis hasn't started yet. <laughs> okay, so for those that right. don't know, sleep paralysis is um well, it's not called sleep paralysis. I can't remember what it's called. But no, your body sleep paralysis is that terrifying. Uh, yeah, it's terrifying. a terrifying thing. But okay, so sleep paralysis is terrifying because you're it's the feeling of being conscious but unable to move. Because for those that don't know, when you're proper sleep, uh, during sleep, when your body alternates sleep. between REM and and REM. So rapid eye movement, non-rapid eye movement. So one cycle of REM and non-REM sleep lasts about ninety minutes. Um, your body, your, essentially your muscles are turned off during REM sleep. Yeah. Um, so if you become aware of your, if you become aware, so you're conscious before your REM cycle is finished, you may notice that you can't move or speak. And then people say they see the sleep paralysis demons that are standing over them. Creepy things. Um, but I uh-huh. think it's your body. Because you, when you do that, if you're it's in like a dream. the opposite of that. Well, uh, yeah. So your your body's gone right. I'm in a dream, and I uh, I can move my body, but then your muscles haven't turned off yet. So then your body <laughs> goes to move them, then goes, oh wait, no, <laughs> we're not ready. We haven't turned the muscles <laughs> off. Don't start running out of the room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so in the in the in the REM stage, this is where sleepwalking happens as well. Yeah. Now, sleepwalking is an interesting one. Mm. Have you ever sleepwalked? Do you do you sleepwalk? Uh, uh, not anymore. I think my parents probably say that I did a lot, but I think I just did like I was just tired and couldn't sleep well, so I got up. But they'll be like, "Oh no, you were sleepwalking." So probably, probably sleptwalked. <laughs> okay, well, I was going to ask. Like, like, like when they asked you the next morning, like, "Oh, do you remember getting out of bed?" It's like, no. It's like, "Oh, you were sleepwalking." But like a lot of people, if you ask them, "Oh, do you remember the the, the, the last thirty minutes before you went to sleep?" No, you didn't, did you? No, you went to sleep because you're in bed. Yeah. I don't know. Slightly bitter about this, are we? No, no, it's all right. Fair. Okay. I was just wondering, like, how real, how much input is coming in, what, during sleepwalking? Like, are you just walking around your house, walking into things? Are you walking around from, like, the mental memory of the place? Mm. Are, Are your eyes open? Unknown um, questions, answers. Yeah, your eyes are open, aren't they? I don't know. Because otherwise you just bang into things. Well, maybe you just bang into things. Wake up uh, with bruises. <laughs> and how do people sleepwalk out, like, out into the street? Because they'd never open the door. Oh, I don't know. Because that's the dangerous one when people like start taking... Not like drugs like they're taking you know cannabis oils before they go to sleep but if they take some people's bodies react differently to different things like me and the ibuprofen and they go to bed before it and it gives me like lucid dreams some people right um just wake up and start wandering around yeah odd isn't it yeah really odd 
There's a fancy name for sleepwalking. Somnambulism. Okay. Nambulism. Yeah. Nambulisms. Somnambulisms. Best. So there's sleepwalking. There's a sleepwalking disorder. Oh, what's you know, the there's a f- full disorder. I, I think like sleepwalk is just like the, the jovial, ha ha, you got up in your sleep and you pissed on someone else's bed whilst with them in it, making no names. Um, but there's also there's a full disorder that it becomes an oh issue. Oh my lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay. You know, I feel like this podcast was just calling people out. But only, they, <laughs> only they will know. Oh. <laughs> only they will know. <laughs> Only they will know. Wow. Because cool. so I this this could actually be two people. Because when I was living at home with an individual, um not in the same room, but like shared a house, he, he got really, really drunk, went to bed, and we, there's a couple of few of us were sat watching TV. <laughs> uh he came back downstairs. Uh, we were like, oh, that's, that's good. Yeah, it's just like, uh, sleepwalking. Uh, <laughs> and then he pissed on his TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, tragic. You, you know what? It, don't, yeah, it was nice TV. Uh, it worked afterwards, so it was fine. But we were like, no, what are you, what are you doing? What are you stop? We were like, no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. And the whole time, that's what he was saying. It was like, oh, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Don't worry. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, then he went, they went back to bed. That, it's odd yeah like, i don't know whether these people are sleepwalking or they're just like in some weird drunken state drunken yeah i don't know yeah, where they are phase <laughs> just can't figure it out uh, all they know is they need to pee <laughs> it doesn't matter yeah, where <laughs> they, they need to pee and it needs to be somewhere not yeah. in their own bed bloody hell <laughs> fun times fun times indeed well shout mm. out to those two people Shout out to those people. You know who you are. You you know who you are. Yeah. Some other people know who you are as well. We'll leave it as that. Um, I've got some theories on why we dream. Okay, you you have personal theory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, not me personally. No. Um, I mean, you've mentioned a couple. You you went for Hobson there. Uh, mm-hmm. Cricks and Mitchisons. 1983 they came out with the reverse learning theory which states that dreams are like cleaning up operations of computers when they are offline removing parasitic nodes and other junk from the mind during sleep also a way that if you experience something new in the day you can kind of consolidate uh, that information 1995 hartman was like nah these are therapeutic functions mm-hmm. you can process trauma in a safe place in your dreams this person obviously never had a nightmare or a night terror um because those are not safe places i mean maybe they are but don't feel like it um in 2000 revenue revonsuo i don't know revonsuo Mm -hmm. threat simulation hypothesis Um, The premise of this is that during much of human evolution, physical and interpersonal threats were quite serious, giving reproductive advantages to those who survived them. Dreaming aided this survival by replicating these threats and providing the dreamer with a place to practice dealing with them. So basically, the Matrix. Go in there, train up, and Mm -hmm. then you'll be good to do in real life. Um, 
Uh, one of the more recent ones uh, only kind of came out a couple of years ago. So this is from Eagleman and Vaughn, uh, which is the defensive activation theory, which says that given the brain's neuroplasticity, dreams evolved as visual hallucinatory activity during sleep extended periods of darkness, busying the occipital lobe and thereby mm-hmm. protecting it from possible appropriation by other non-vision sense operations. So essentially, one of the things that happens to people who lose a sense is the brain will then reallocate that space to other operations. Um, so let's say if you're a person in the blind community, um, obviously your visual cortex isn't doing much, so mm-hmm. it's going to be reallocated to, to help with other tasks. And essentially dreaming is a way to stop that happening because for eight hours a day, you're not using your vision. Which is interesting. And I, I don't think any one theory is going to be correct. It's, it's going to have to be a mix of things, um, I guess. But yeah, the truth is, as we forever keep saying on this show, we don't really know. <laughs> yeah, we <I> don't. <laughs> um, and I, I think a big key part of why we don't know is ethics. <laughs> like, we way. are not allowed to do invasive studies on humans in the brain, which completely makes sense, fully support, not an issue. But the tools that we do have for studying brain activity, like your uh, echocardiograms, your ECGs, your EEGs, your mm-hmm. fMRI scans. Um, so your EEGs just don't have the temporal space to pick up single neuronal packets in the brain as they're firing. They can go, oh yeah, that was from this area of the brain. Uh, that's great. But the very specific uh, neurons that are firing, it's quite hard to do that. And then on the other side of things, you've got the fMRI machines, which are a lot more uh, have a lot more spatial resolution, but a lot less temporal resolution. So you lose, they just can't keep up with the brain with how fast it works. Um, and the only way we could do that properly is by literally putting stuff in the brain in quite invasive ways which they obviously do with other animals uh, with animals sorry but it's not not with humans um which again makes sense but mm. it's probably another reason why we don't understand that much about dreams or just the mind in general who knows it a guess yeah, who knows yeah all right uh got a couple minutes left in the show anything you want to speak about i was gonna say parlay again but we had a whole kerfuffle about that last time <laughs> what <do you> mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. i i i was it i announced parlay i it, the the right of parlay i invoke the right of parlay yeah cool uh well, well, i assume that's, that's, that's there's a nothing tamer. else oh that's, that's, that's a tamer quote masses will get that quote they will indeed I hope Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> if nobody got that quote. Yeah. Um, I realised over like the past three or four days with my family round that I quote a lot of things that people just don't know. Same, um, so yeah. There's a lot of people that like haven't seen movies or series that I'm just like, they are must-haves. Yeah. Like, um, I quoted Hot Fuzz. Same. And someone's like, I haven't seen it. And I was like, shame. 
shame. And then the person <laughs> that has seen it was like, oh, it's good. And I was like, yeah, it is. But it's a shame that you haven't seen it. Yeah. So you need to see it. That's, it's always a shame when that happens. And I always end up quoting really obscure internet things because <laughs> I exist in my little corner of the internet, like on Imager and various YouTube slash Twitch communities, um, where you pick up like in slang yeah, um, yeah, it's that like, no one else understands, and no. I use that in normal conserva- uh, conversation. Conservation. When I'm out <laughs> saving the trees, I like to quote random things, and they, the yeah. trees aren't getting it. Uh, and then people are like, "What the fuck are you on about?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. honestly, I sh- I should have I should have thought about that more than <laughs> I did." Um, did you see in terms of in uh, film news that things people should have seen? Uh, they're remaking Harry Potter. I thought they. Were, I didn't think they were remaking. It. I thought they were making more. No, they are rebooting. Yeah, seven re- seasons. Reboot, okay, HBO so Max. Rebooting isn't the same as redoing. Well, they're, they're remaking then. No, they're rebooting it. Why? So re- a, a reboot isn't a redo. Rebooting okay. means that the series is finished because they're not. They aren't. They're not making any Harry Potter, so they're going to reboot it. Yeah. And then do more. Okay. All I know, all we know at the minute is one book is going to be one season. And of course, they're they're casting everyone new again. Oh, no, Um, they are. They are rebooting and going back. They're not going to reboot and just go forwards. Yeah. Oh, dude. It's literally going to be the story that we've already seen. Yeah, one season is one book. They're doing one season, one book to include more stuff. Um, rumours are that oh. Tom Felton will be returning as Lucius Malfoy this time, which will be That's a strange funny. turn of events. Yeah. Um, Adam Driver is Snape. I can see that, to be honest. Adam Driver is Snape. Yeah. That's good. That's that good. is a good casting thing. Yeah, yeah that would be funny. Um, <sighs> I don't... Honestly, I'm, the thing is, People are going to watch it. It's going to make money. Oh, yeah, yeah. My, do you know what I mean? There, the, the effects are going to be great. And if you do have any American listeners, don't take this as a too much of a slight, but they'll Americanize it, and I absolutely hate that. Yeah. I mean, like, if you think about... I remember it being quite a poignant thing, is that to be involved in Harry Potter, you were British. Yeah, and you had to work from the areas that they were filming in. That was one thing yeah. they, they ensured they do so and all the actors and everything were, were british apart from if you were you know uh scottish like, scottish um <laughs> but also like uh during the, the fourth irish film where they they come <laughs> from different parts of the world yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously those people don't have to be uh british um so yeah this is going to be slightly more americanized i imagine they'll do british accents know. because uh, I know. they it's based in Scotland is Hogwarts in Scotland? Uh, yeah, it's not yeah. explicitly said, but it's yeah. Well, they is filmed it, on that it, railway like bridge, Dumbledore's, and that's in Scotland. Yeah, Dundalls Graves at the end of Loch Lomond, isn't it? Oh, is it? Yeah, you can go see it. Yeah, it's not too far away from here, actually. Uh, I think it is. Nah, <laughs> mate. A couple think. hours. <laughs> a couple hours. Okay, a couple of hours is not like close. That's the that's a ridiculous thing to say. What do you mean? A couple of hours. Uh, I've been driving and traveling so much recently. Yeah, it's you, you're biased. You're full it's biased. It's only 72 miles. Yeah, two hours, 21. Easy peasy. 
it's for some reason it's in French as well. I can't. I'm trying to find it again. It's just above Glasgow. Not Loch Lomond. His actual grave. Oh right, I see. Um, fair. Well, maybe I'll go do that at some point. Maybe I will. Cool. Oh, you can go to Tom oh, Riddle's also, grave. They, well, That's they are rebooting Edinburgh. Edinburgh. Yeah, I don't. I just don't. I just don't agree with the fact that it's called Edinburgh. It should be called Edinburgh. It's the Scottish thing. It's like Newburgh. Newburgh is spelt how Edinburgh is spelt. Yeah, but it's also said, obviously, because it's not um, yeah, the the borough of Edin, Edinburgh. Yeah, but it's Edinburgh. Like Berg is Edinburgh. Not Berg. Watch out, yeah. Captain, for that Edinburgh. Yeah, you're heading towards that Edinburgh. <laughs> Um, but what they are rebooting or not rebooting what they are continuing on or releasing more of is Star Wars yeah that's what, three which... new films with Ray coming back oh are they yeah they've announced oh, they three can, new they just full feature it. films Ray's coming back at least in the first one uh, oh no Ahsoka we've seen we've got the trailer for that now uh, The Acolyte we don't have an official trailer but we have a leaked one Soak is a bit of a weird one. Is it? Yeah, because it's a bit. She was weirdly. She was weirdly young. Uh, it, like, there's that 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 aspect of it. But she's not anymore. No, but in the original stuff, the whole anything with a soak is kind of a bit dubious. Yeah, yeah it's a, a new a new like Ray movie. It's not just Star Wars. It's a new Ray movie. Oh, is it? Maybe they'll try and save themselves from the last two absolute train wrecked dumpster fires of movies they made. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, um, I mean, she's gonna, she's got a yellow lightsaber at the end, didn't she? So she's gonna be bringing back the Jedi Order. I imagine will be the whole yellow thing. Isn't that like an yeah. Inquisitor? I can't remember if the colors anymore. Orange. Is... Uh, I think it's Jedi Protector. Yeah, Inquisitors are evil people. They're, no, because there, there was, based, there was, there was. No, so there was the the hunters, the people that went down and hunted the Jedi, but then you've got, when the Jedi were around, there were the people that were less good and bad. They were more like, they went around and were like arbiters of... An Inquisitor was dispatched by the Empire to deal with a small group of surviving Jedi. Purge Troopers, the Grand Inquisitor. Yeah, they're bad people. No, but there was there was the, the orange colours. They were like for people... Uh, uh, yellow and orange crystals. Dun, 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 dun. It doesn't say; it just says who they are, not what they meant. It's annoying. Uh, um. Oh, sentinels! They're Jedi yes. sentinels. Sentinels. That's it. Yeah. The wrong word. Yeah, they were. They were different. Like so, purple was because Matey Boy wanted one. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. I can't remember is that his actor. What's his name? Samuel L. Jackson just yeah. Samuel L. Jackson was just like I want, <laughs> I want them. Um, yellow was temple cards. Yeah, and then orange was sentinels. Yeah, then white. Like they're like peacekeepers. Yeah. White was rare as hell. Black rare as hell. Blue was good with a lightsaber. <clears throat> Green is good with a force. Which seems a bit ridiculous, really, because if like uh, Jedi and a Sith like got into a fight and they're like, "Oh, you got a blue lightsaber," that means you're good with a saber. I'll just use the Force to defeat you. 
Well, you imagine they'd be adequate with both. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, right, we're an hour and ten minutes into this now. We've gone into <laughs> pop culture rant, so we I'll, have, I'll catch us have. there before we uh, spend too long here. Um, cool. Thanks for joining. Don't forget to share with your friends, families, co-workers, scientists. Put this on before you go to bed and just, you know, queue up a few episodes if you want. Um, every listen counts. We will take it. If you want more fun information, science, you can go to Twitter and TikTok, which is at InfoEntropyPod. Instagram, which is InformationEntropyPod. And of course, whichever directory you're listening to this on right now. If you can give us a like, rating, comment, follow, whatever you can do, it helps us out absolutely mm-hmm. massively and a shout out to everyone who has already done so anything else for you to shout out then mate uh no that's it for me awesome stuff then awesome stuff all right we'll catch you guys for next week peace have a look